This deposit of faith was passed from the apostles to their successors in two main ways. First, through the living transmission of the Word of God, also simply called tradition. And second, through the sacred scriptures, which is the same proclamation of salvation, but this time in written form. Hello, and welcome to our podcast for College Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I am your host, Father Patrick Wainwright. In today's episode, we will speak of how God passed on the deposit of faith to the apostles through Jesus Christ. This was transmitted to the church, to the future generations, in two ways, through scripture and tradition. God finally granted the Holy Spirit to assist the Catholic Church in faithfully preserving intact that deposit of faith and in correctly interpreting the sacred scriptures and tradition through the magisterium of the church. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about how God, because He is Almighty, had the ability to communicate Himself and reveal Himself to His creation, particularly to man. This positive, public revelation started through Adam and Eve and their descendants and continued through Abraham, the patriarchs, Moses, and finally the prophets. Now, God's revelation reached its plenitude, its fullness, so to speak, through Jesus Christ, the Word of God made flesh. In Him, God revealed everything that humanity needs to know in order to reach heaven and be saved. As the letter to the Hebrews says in chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, In many and various ways, God spoke of old to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by a Son, whom He appointed their heir of all things, through whom also He created the world. Now God wants all men to be saved, and to do so, He wants all men to get to know the truth, as St. Paul says in the first letter to St. Timothy, chapter 2, verse 4. Particularly, the truth taught by Jesus Christ, who is the perfect revealer of the Father, because Jesus is God Himself. Now through Jesus Christ, and with the sending of the Holy Spirit, God's positive and public revelation is now complete. There will be no further revelation from God in a positive and public way. So Jesus, who is the second person of the Holy Trinity, who took on our human flesh, our human nature, for our salvation, is God. He is co-eternal with the Father. He communicated to us what He has seen in the bosom of the Father, in the heart of the Holy Trinity. He and only Him could communicate these things to us. No one has ever seen God, says St. John in his Gospel, chapter 1, verse 18. No one has ever seen God, the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has made Him known. So Jesus put forth this revelation through His words and His actions. As the Second Vatican Council says in the decree Dei Verbum number two, quote, This plan of revelation is realized by deeds and words having an inner unity between themselves. The deeds wrought by God in the history of salvation manifest and confirm the teaching and realities signified by the words, while the words proclaim the deeds 
and clarify the mystery contained in them. Unquote. Up to there, the Second Vatican Council. So, in order to make this revelation known to all people throughout history, Jesus called the Twelve Apostles, and on them he established his church, with St. Peter as its head, in order to maintain, protect, interpret, and transmit that deposit of faith to all future generations. To this end, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit on his apostles to give them the assistance necessary to fulfill this most important ministry when he said in Luke chapter 10, verse 16, Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. And whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. So after the ascension of the Lord into heaven, the apostles set out to preach the gospel, passing on all the truths, all the deposit of faith to their successors. This is what we call the apostolic tradition. In such a way that even when the books of the New Testament had not been written yet, still the gospel was being passed on. And those who died during those years were saved because they believed the true faith, the true teachings of Jesus Christ. Through the preaching of the apostles, even though there was no written New Testament. Apostolic tradition, then, is a transmission of the message of Christ, brought about from the very beginnings of Christianity, by means of preaching, bearing witnesses, institutions, worship, the liturgy, and inspired writings. The apostles transmitted all they received from Christ and learned from the Holy Spirit to their successors, the bishops, and through them to all generations until the end of the world. So this deposit of faith, that is the entirety of all the truths revealed by Jesus Christ, the deposit of faith, was passed from the apostles to their successors in two main ways. First, through the living transmission of the Word of God, also simply called tradition. And second, through the sacred scriptures, which is the same proclamation of salvation, but this time in written form. So it is crucial to understand this principle. Scripture and tradition are two complementary ways of transmitting the very same revelation of God. They complement and explain each other. And this is why one cannot exist with the other. The scriptures cannot be without tradition. And tradition, the sacred tradition, cannot be without the sacred scriptures. We can't leave one of them out without seriously crippling, crippling the other. Tradition and sacred scripture are bound closely together, we could say, and communicate with one another. They flow out of the same divine, divine wellspring and together make up one sacred deposit of faith from which the Church derives her certainty about the revelation. So, our Lord established His Church and the Apostles and their successors, the bishops, throughout history, and gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit assists the Catholic Church in its ministry of receiving, maintaining, and interpreting correctly the Scriptures and the tradition in order to present it to the generations of disciples throughout history. That is the main mission of the magisterium of the Church. So while the sacred scripture and sacred tradition 
are the sources through which we receive the revelation from Jesus Christ. The magisterium of the church is the one who has the God-given authority and the grace to give an authentic, authorized interpretation of scripture and tradition to help us in each generation throughout history understand our faith correctly, understand the revelation of Jesus Christ correctly. Jesus Christ entrusted to the Catholic Church alone, that is to St. Peter and his successors, the bishops of Rome, and to the bishops in communion with him, the task of giving an authentic interpretation of the revelation of the deposit of faith. This magisterium is realized by teaching to all the world, by different statements, letters, and dogmas of faith, which are formulations of truths already contained in Revelation, the truths of the deposit of faith, the truths taught by Jesus Christ. So, Scripture, tradition, and the magisterium of the Church are closely united with each other, and one of them cannot stand without the others. They are like a three-legged stool, where if we were to take one of those legs, the stool, the stool will not stand. We must be, therefore, grateful to God for such gift of the revelation and the gift of the church. Without such guidance, there would be so many opposing voices that teach different things, all based in the same Bible and on the same Lord Jesus Christ. This is why there are so many Protestant denominations, but there is and will always be only one Catholic Church. So this is all for today. Thank you for joining me in this episode. So valuable episode. I hope that uh, I hope that this episode was inspired to you as it was inspiring for me to prepare it. Please remember to subscribe to Apple or Google or Spotify, and also. Uh, to check the show notes every time that I do one of these episodes, I also write some show notes at the end so that you may see a summary of the uh, episode and also any other information or links to websites that are also useful. For example, in the last episode of our, about Father Chishek, I put a link to a, a foundation that is in, uh, dedicated to promoting the cause of canonization of Father Chishek. So there you can see in the show notes, which is that website. So if you liked this episode, please let your friends know, pass it on, make others know about all these things. And also consider writing a positive review on Apple Podcasts so that others may be encouraged to listen to this podcast. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. May God bless your day.